You couldn't get by with this in a lot of places, but we, you can get by with it here. Amen. It is so good to see all of you in the house of the Lord. And I, uh, if I followed my feelings tonight, I'd go ahead and let you go home because this man's tired right now. <laughs> but I feel like the Lord has given me something to share with you before we leave because you're going to need it more than you've ever needed it before. You're not going to make it just because you can shout and you can talk in tongues or you can sing like an angel. You're going to make it because that word gets down in your heart and you let it get down in your heart and you let it become important to you. I don't know if you understand this or not tonight. I hope you do, but this right here is the most important book on the planet right now. Amen. And though men have risen and men have fallen, this word has never failed. Amen. It's amazing. Every time you go back to it, you find something that you didn't see before because it's a living word. Everybody say it's a living word. It's quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even to dividing asunder of soul and spirit and is a discerner of the thought and intent of the heart. He said it even gets down to the marrow of the bone. Now that's pretty close, folks. And that word is so powerful, it's alive. So it doesn't matter if you read a passage a hundred times, every time you read it because it's alive, something is going to come out of it to you and bless you that you didn't get the time before. So don't ever say, well, I read that before. Because you're going to miss some of the greatest blessings, greatest things that God can do in your life. The book of Revelation, one of those books that you're often afraid to go to because it'll scare the wits out of you if you keep reading all the things that's coming on the world and the things that the Lord is going to bring to culmination in the end time. But I read something this week that just got a hold of me and I've read it before and I have preached from this passage before but I saw something this week that I haven't seen before and I feel like the Lord wants to he, he wants me to tell you this so you can leave here in a different frame of mind than you might have come Revelation chapter 1 and verse number 9 he said, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation. I am your companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ. Was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Paul said, I, was, I am a brother. I am a companion in trouble. And I am a member of the kingdom of God. And he said, I found myself in Patmos. The Wycliffe translation the statement that said was in the isle that is called Patmos translates that I found myself 
in Patmos. Now, when I read that, I thought, you know, that's, that was where his location was. That, that was where he found himself, like you find yourself in Houston tonight. But then the Lord began said, no, no, you need to read that again. He found himself in Patmos. What a place to discover things that you didn't even know were there. God had to bring him to that place, perhaps. He had already been through a lot, boiled in oil and uh, hope, hoping to die. They, they thought they were going to kill him, but he survived that. And now he's in this horrible place called Patmos. And it was there that Scripture says he found himself. And I want to talk to you about that tonight, finding yourself. In troubled times. And everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Though there are many things about this experience of John that are unique. And only John understood them. There are things about this story that can in some way reflect upon our own life. The island of Patmos is a literal place. It was a rock island. It was a penal colony where they sent the worst of the Roman prisoners. They sent them there to rot and die. And it was isolated out in the Aegean Sea, surrounded by water and Surrounded with a feeling of hopelessness that men who entered here would never leave. They would never exit Patmos. Because if, if the torturous uh, labor of that uh, island did not get you, then the mind would get you. And so it is. I, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and uh, his associate minister had gone to a prison to visit a young man who had been incarcerated. And while they were sitting visiting, the young man said, you know, uh, he called his name. He said, the hardest thing about prison life is that when I walk up to a door, I cannot touch the knob. I cannot open it. I have to wait for somebody else to open it for me. I don't know if that registers with you, but I could imagine going through life and every door that you came to, you had to wait for someone else to give you permission to walk through that door. And yet that's where John found himself. And he was there not because of anything evil. He has been placed there because of the word of God. And because of his testimony of Jesus Christ. And here in this lonely, desolate place, he received a vision. He found God. He found himself in many places, in many ways, in, in, in an unexpected place. And though we cannot go to that island tonight... There are many things about life that constantly bring us into some kind of Patmos, some kind of 
trouble or some kind of uncomfortable situation. We find ourselves surrounded by things that we don't want to have to deal with. And we find that we are limited. Our movements are limited. There's just so much that we can do. And life sometimes can get that way. It brings us into circumstances that try our soul and try our mind, and it is a place of pain and suffering. And how we react to such trying experiences is the most important question that we could consider when we are in such a place, when we're in trying times like we are right now. What we say to ourselves in such times is more important than what circumstances may be saying to us. Our circumstances are important, but they are not the deciding factor in life. You have a choice and you have the privilege of choosing how you will respond or how you will react. And the matter of supreme importance tonight is not how bad your world is or how bad your situation is or how hard it is right now. But the most important question is how are you responding and how are you reacting to those things that have happened to you? I will tell you this, that when you find yourself in a patmos, self-pity is not the way to win victory over that place. Feeling sorry for yourself is not going to help you because if you look around, Paul found that he wasn't the only one that was on Patmos. So just feeling sorry for himself that he had been isolated by, from, from the world by a government that hated what he preached, it, it, it wasn't sufficient to give comfort to him. So when we sit around and we cry and we sing the blues because life is hard, I will tell you that that is a response and a reaction to life, but that is not how you win over trying situations, feeling sorry for yourself and having pity parties. You know the sad part about pity parties is you're the only one that ever shows up. Amen. Because the world we live in doesn't have time for your pity party because they're having to throw their own pity party. But self-pity is not the answer to your problems right now. If you're in a bad situation or your home is in turmoil or your life is turned upside down or you are living in a hard place where no answer comes easy and no solution seems possible... I want to tell you that feeling sorry for yourself will not get you out of that place. It will not help you while you are in that place. It will not resolve your problems or your conflict. And so it was for John. He was in the Isle of Patmos. And the Bible says that he found himself there. Here is a victory over circumstances. Here in this small statement is a report of deliverance in spite of all of the adversity. Here 
in these simple words is the truth that a man discovered in a difficult place and in a hard place he found himself. Somehow I feel that in this place of Patmos, John discovered some things about himself that all of his previous experience had not been able to show him or produce in him, that all that he had been through through the past had not been able to reveal in him those things that were still latent in him. And so it was that on Patmos he found himself. He discovered things about himself. He discovered things about life. He discovered things about God. He discovered things about the future and not just the future, but his future. And it was all there on the island of Patmos. God spoke to him and he had a relationship with God there that he could not have had anywhere else. And I must tell you that sometimes God has to let us go through a Patmos for us to develop the relationship with him that we need to see us through to the end. That life is not always the tea party that we would like for it to be. It is not always easy. And there are more days that are hard than there are that are easy. And if you're not careful, you can become bitter and you can get angry and you can throw vindictives against God and the world and you can get mad at your spouse or your dog or your cat or your mouse or whatever else you have in the house. But none of that's going to solve the conflict of where you are. None of that's going to change the fact. This is one thing that John discovered on Patmos was that he couldn't get off by himself. Amen. He was there. He was not going to be let out anytime soon. And he discovered things about the present troubles that were important. And that's what I want to share with you just a few moments tonight. Is the thing that he discovered about his present situation. Even though God showed him a lot about the future. As a matter of fact, most of the book of Revelation is about the future, the unfolding events of time and God's culmination of his plan on earth. It was something more important that John discovered about the present troubles. He found out that his present troubles could not overcome his future hope, that whatever he was going through in that moment, God kept speaking to him about a future. And when God kept speaking to him about a future, somehow it must have dawned on John. He's talking about me too. Amen. It's wonderful when you realize that you have a future. That what you're going through right now is not the end of it. This is not the way the story is going to end. It's a wonderful thing when you understand that no matter how dark it may be and no matter how bad your situation is right now, this is not how my story is going to end. 
It's not going to end lonely and isolated on some barren island. But God's got something planned for me that even the emperor cannot stop. And none of the government can stop it. That God has plans to bring me through and bring me out of this. So that whenever that time comes, I can look back and understand that it was all God and none of me. Amen. My God have mercy. Help me to preach to you tonight. Amen. He discovered things about his present troubles that could not limit his future hope. I remember reading the story about a young man who grew sick and, and the doctors had given up hope. And, and uh, evidently he overheard some of the prognosis. And they noticed that his, his symptoms began to get worse and, and they, they turned worse and worse and worse. But there were new doctors that were brought in and they began to examine the young man and they couldn't find a reason for his present sickness. They couldn't find a reason why he could not get well. And so he would not respond to them. They started trying new treatment. He wouldn't respond to them. They tried new techniques and he would not respond. And he just kept going down and down and down. And then finally a doctor got the idea that we need to change our approach. And so he called a teacher. Since this young man had been put away in the hospital for so long, he felt it was important that he not lose any ground educationally. And so he brought a teacher in. And when the teacher came in, the young man did not respond at first. He was just like he was with everybody else. But the teacher overlooked that. And so she just started teaching and, and instructing and, and trying to help educate him through the process. And it dawned on him after a day or two that if they're sending me a teacher, then certainly my situation isn't as bad as my mind is telling me that it is somebody's got hope for me or they wouldn't be sending a teacher to my class. Somewhere it began to dawn on this young man that he was not going to die but live. And suddenly he began to turn and it wasn't long until he was well and completely out of the hospital. And when somebody asked him what was the turning point, he said it was the teacher. That, com that, that compassionate teacher that came in and began to teach to me the things that I needed to know at my grade level. And I realized that if they were sending a teacher to me, that I had a future, that God was not ending my life here. And I just want to tell somebody tonight that may be on a Patmos, that although your circumstances may be saying one thing, God is trying to tell you there's something different that you need to know. That whatever you're going through right now does not define where you're going and what you're going to be in the end. So just hang on. It may be a little while before he decides to change the atmosphere. But hang on. You're going to find that there is an answer. And the reason that I know this is because John wrote this letter on the Isle of Patmos. And if he wrote it on the Isle, how did it get off of the Isle if John didn't get off with it? Amen. You have a future. No matter what your circumstances are saying, 
John discovered that in his troubles, his troubles could not put out the flame of a future hope. And so because of that, he refused to let that island master him. He refused to develop a prisoner complex. He refused to let his mind be gripped by the fear that would grip so many others and cause them to take their lives or to give up on life. There was something in the heart of John that said, you know what? I may have to live in this, but that stuff is not going to live in me. You may have to live in some mess, but that mess does not have to live in you. You can make up your mind. Life and its circumstances are not going to wear me down and they're not going to wear me out. Amen. I am not going to be mastered by them, but I am going to master them. And I think more than anything, while John was on the Isle of Patmos, he learned that you can endure a whole lot more than you think you can. I've had people tell me, oh, Brother Hughes, this is killing me. And they're still alive. It's killing me. 20 years later, they're still here. I'm wondering what happened to that killing stuff. You know what that means? It means you can bear up a whole lot more than you think you can. And that you can deal with stuff even though your mind may be trying to tell you you can't. There's something God put in you that can help you overcome that. And God said what is in you is greater than what is around you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So whatever you're surrounded by right now, just understand that is not what's going to conquer you. What is on the inside is going to help make you the conqueror and if you can ever get that in your mind that if God leaves you in a trouble he leaves you there because he knows you can handle it I know you're like me we don't like going through anything I don't like toe aches I don't like hangnails I have been chafed over the last few days having to wear this goofy brace and uh, I'm having to really work on my spirit because I want to take it off But I know that's not what I'm supposed to do. And my good wife, who is a great nurse, she has been telling me otherwise. Amen. If you see me come in service next week and I'm black and blue, you'll know that I disobeyed orders and I took it off. (laughs) Oh, Lord. You know what? Nobody wants to have to go through things, but sometimes you have to. It's just part of life. You say, well, what did you do? You know what? I don't know what I did. Maybe I swung too hard at somebody I was mad at. I don't know. No. Uh, Some people think, well, I just swung the golf club too hard. Folks, I don't play golf near as much as some people think I do. If I did, I'd be on the pro tour. I don't play that much, but something in life went wrong. Something about my body wore out. Something didn't work right. And so that's the way it is in life. It's not always the way we do the right thing and we still wind up aching and hurting and and having cramps and pains. But that's life. But what God showed John is that there's something in you that's greater than what is around you. 
and that you can endure far more than you think you can. When you feel like giving up, you need to look up because the one who wants to keep you is not far away from you. And if you learn to look up instead of give up, God will help you and he will take you up. Somebody said, Amen. Somebody say, I can take more than I think I can. I can endure more than my mind tells me that I can. Amen. The mind is a powerful thing. And it plays tricks on us sometimes. It will tell you you can't when you really can. You know, there's three little letters that can really ruin a person's life. And those letters are D-I-S. That's the most tragic disease that could ever get into a person's system, this. Because it will take courage and reduce it to nothing and make discouragement. It will take a divine appointment, and if you let that stuff fester in you, it will turn an appointment into disappointment. If you let it fester in you, those three little words can take anything in life that you could imagine that would be positive and uplifting and strengthening and turn it around and turn it against you. And so I made up my mind, I don't want any diss in my life. Amen. I don't want any because I'm not interested in what I can't do. I want to know what I can do. And God said you can do more than you think you can. You can not only do more than you think you can, but you can be in a bad situation. And that bad situation has, doesn't have to be in you. Circumstances are not going to change, but you can still go through. The last thing that I think that John learned is that you can make it. Amen. You can make it. And John made it. He didn't die on Patmos. As bad as it looked and as long as it may have seemed, he did not die there. I'm not sure exactly where John was when he finally left this world, but as far as I remember, he's the only disciple that did not die a horrible death, a martyr death. John endured a lot, but he was able to live through it. And God showed him something on Patmos. He showed him that you can make it. You, you didn't die there. And folks, you're not going to die where you are right now. You listen to pr- this preacher tonight. If you don't hear anything else I'm saying, you hear me when I tell you right now. You are not going to die where you are right now. God's going to keep you. He's going to help you. He's not going to leave you there. He's not going to abandon you. And you can make it. You've got what it takes to make it. You've got what it takes to overcome. So don't give up. Just endure a little while. And if you will endure a little while, the Bible said it is he that endureth to the end that the same shall be saved. God's going to deliver you. He's going to bring you out. And you're going to stand one day on the streets of that eternal city. And you're going to rejoice. You're going to shout, I can't wait to get to heaven. I want to see some of those old prophets, but I do want to talk to John. 
I, because I feel like there was some more things John learned on Patmos about himself that he didn't know. But I think what he and I both are going to rejoice over is that in spite of what the devil said about us and against us, we made it. Hallelujah. Amen. Ah, oh, yes, we made it. We made it. We made it. We made it. That's what's important to me tonight is making it. Let's stand together. Amen. Oh, God, let's, let's get that in our mind. We're going to make it.